to another drive-in double feature i'm ryan i'm nathan and this is the podcast where we talk about two movies a week every tuesday and thursday but before we get into anything we have a patreon over at patreon.com slash drive-in double feature podcast at gmail.com just a couple of off-the-cuff conversations with nathan some games fun memories maybe a guest every now and then who knows just something we want to give extra to you supporters out there if you'd like to support with us, head on over there. If not, it doesn't affect any regular content, and we still appreciate you nonetheless. But anyway, today, on Thursday, we're going to be talking about 1968's The Night of the Living Dead. This is the last movie we're doing for Halloween month, yeah, and I can't, can't believe, believe it. it's over already. So fast. It went by so fast. So little... It feels like we barely even touched horror movies. And unfortunately, October's the only time you can watch horror mo- movies. No, no, can't watch anymore for the rest of the year, unfortunately. Yeah, that's just the rules, people. But uh, I am excited for December to watch Die Hard. Yeah. Th- wait, that doesn't make sense. I, I almost cri- agreed with you. I, uh, huh? Nathan, it's a Christmas movie. It's on everybody's. You know, everybody says they love Christmas movies, but not as much as I love Die Hard. All right, so if Die Hard's a Christmas movie, that means Dying the Living Dead's a Halloween movie, which, uh-uh, it is not. It does not take place no. on Halloween, so it's not a Halloween movie. Uh, well, then let's just cancel this episode. Okay. I'm just kidding. Anyway, until I'm next kidding. time. No. <laughs> I'm kidding. This is, it's horror. Night of the Living Dead gets to be a horror Halloween movie. All right. Well, you graciously allowed it. Thank you. Yes. But, yeah. uh, anyway, this is probably the most famous zombie movie ever made it's it's not the first one though it's no. not the first and but zombie had a lot had a much different definition there was one where it was like like it was a hip, hypnotized somebody that got hypnotized that could be considered a zombie or just some type of undead creature but it wasn't the type of the tropes that we had yeah. seen before i think this is the first ever flesh-eating zombie is the way they put it. Yes, that's true. Yeah. That's uh, that was one of the differentiators. They said, "What can we do to make set these apart?" And they they settled on cannibalism. Yeah, as exactly. you do. Yeah, that's the the go to. Um, um, but but it very basic plot is just uh, this woman Barbara and her brother Johnny are making a visit to their father's uh, grave, and then some zombies show up and then where it gets kicked off right away and then trying to survive the night. That's the whole plot. Yep. It's literally just a survival in one night movie. Um, I, I have a confession to make as somebody who's <sighs> seen a lot of movies. I had never seen this movie before. Um, I did own it because I thought the cover was cool. I've seen the first 20 minutes and this is going to be funny um, on second life. Um, because I remember there's a big trend <laughs> where, where Second Life was going to be the future where you can make money on there. And my dad was like, make an account. Try to figure it out. And I was like, all right, I'll do it. And I logged in. I walked into a theater in Second Life and they were showing Night of the Living Dead 
I watched like 20 minutes of it and I think I walked out. Um, wow. So that, <laughs> did you make a big disturbance when you walked out? <laughs> yeah, I was like, screw this, screw you. George, I'm gonna, I'm gonna send Jordi Romero an email. B B R B T T L Y Y L. Yeah, um, but I'm assuming Ryan that you've seen Night of the Living Dead before. This is my third time watching it. I saw it originally by itself, then I watched it again with the Rift Tracks version. Okay, nice. <laughs> I guess I, if that counts as a watch, but. Kind of. Uh, kind of. And then I watched it again, and it's great. I like it a lot. It's a good movie, yeah. Very very good movie. Uh, it has that classic status for a reason. And I, I watched it twice for this uh, podcast, and I liked it more the second time around, and I watched them in concurrent days. Uh, it's It's got that good... It, it's got a really good mood to it. And I can't believe... Uh the low low budget on this because they do some cool stuff in this movie for such a low budget uh for a period of time this was the most profitable movie ever made i believe like it was they had they made it for about six figures about a hundred thousand i think something like that yeah yeah about a hundred thousand and they made millions off of it so yeah yeah and unfortunately i don't think anybody really made money off of this movie due to uh uh, them doing copyright incorrectly uh for this movie yeah they said uh well one it was like i mean these people were so inexperienced on how to make actual features so i mean george romero um him and his whole crew pretty made this movie and before this they were like commercial directors like they'd be hired to make a bunch of different commercials which i don't know if you watch any of the special features but there was uh there was one special feature where it was talking about their commercial company and it showed a lot of the commercials that they made mm-hmm. like before this movie and they, there's one that's like a fantastic voyage ripoff but it's like <laughs> inside of a inside of a washing machine pretending to be laundry detergent like clean clothes but i like it <laughs> but uh i so it was kind of like them just getting together like they want to make this movie and so much so that like almost every person you see in this movie is uh, somebody involved with the out production (laughs) behind the scenes too. Like uh, Johnny, he's one of the producers of the movie. Um, The, uh, the main and human antagonist character, Harry Cooper. He's one of the producers of the movie. One of the writers, John Russo is one of the zombies. Mm -hmm. So it's a, a lot of different people were like working very hard on this movie and they were so excited. So one, one fact I did read, which was kind of cool was uh, they were so excited that after they got done editing that this movie, they literally went out like the night it was done editing and they would just drive around to random theaters seeing if anybody would show their movie. <laughs> That's funny that I love that like ragtag, like we just got together to make a movie kind of deal. Back when it was a little bit harder to make a movie because you actually had to have film and everything. Um, but yeah, I mean, so I guess getting into the movie, the, like you said, the movie starts as brother and sister going to the grave. And even this opening, I think, has kind of an eerie mood to it. It has that line, that notable line of coming to get you, Barbara, the one that you referenced. And uh, there's just something about it. <laughs> I, I don't know. I just I really like 
that scene a lot and mm-hmm. it's because uh it's it's probably my favorite scene in the whole movie but mm-hmm. it's it's the it's like i said they're at a cemetery it's barbara and her brother johnny they're they're visiting their father's grave and there's this real ominous music like leading up to the, them going to the cemetery and then right before they get out of the car like johnny turns on the radio and you can kind of hear like a news broadcast about something going down but he kind of cuts it off too fast before they're able to realize what's going on mm-hmm. um they're kind of just having like like johnny's complaining a bunch because he's like why do we have to drive all the way out here and and barbara's like oh you know this is our father you know we got to you know do this our mother wanted us to and Johnny's just complaining the whole time clearly doesn't want to be there thinks this is a huge waste of time even though it's his dad (laughs) yeah (laughs) and uh Barbara's taking this super serious she's trying to mourn her father's death Mm -hmm. and then Johnny all of a sudden starts making a big joke you know they're coming to get you Barbara and Mm -hmm. and uh he's like oh look there's one of them now and it's just at first you think it's just this lonely older guy like wandering a cemetery but then he just he comes out of nowhere and attacks the both of them yeah yeah and he actually attacks him and i'm sure this is i mean night of the living dead going into it i'm sure audiences knew kind of what they're getting into but i mean they've never seen anything quite like this because i mean 1968 was still a very different landscape for movies and horror movies in general um because it is it doesn't get brutal or anything, but it is kind of visceral. They do fight. He, the zombie is all over him um, and gets him down and cracks his head. Oh, yeah. yeah. And that's uh, so you don't really know. What, I mean, you find out later that he died, but in that yeah. sequence, but you don't know at first. And, you know, if you put in the context of those types of scenes, like you don't really know how zombies are made because you know now it's like it's so like oh you get bitten by a zombie you're going to turn into a zombie or you know you die like in a certain way like you can turn into a zombie and that's so it's like a big shocker spoiler alert when uh when johnny shows up later as a zombie so it's kind of a cool little moment but um just to show you again about how cheap this movie was is the car that they use is actually the, uh, the guy that plays Johnny, that's his mother's car. And they had to use that car like on, like on on each day. And like in between those days, like his mother was using the car to go to work and stuff. And, (laughs) um, and then in the middle of shooting, she actually had gotten into a car accident where somebody hit her front fender and so they're like oh what are we going to do this is going to ruin continuity so they actually filmed the scene where the car (laughs) crashes into a tree just to make up for that a very slow crash too it kind of just kind of coasts down a hill into the tree and it makes this like sound effect um i mean it's fine i think it's i think it's not like unbelievable or anything it's just kind of funny yeah but yeah this character arc though of barbara she gets away from this ends up in the house and everything but she just slowly goes crazy throughout the whole movie like who who is supposed to be our main character just loses her mind and just becomes almost silent i uh one thing so like the kind the one of the things that kind of pushes her over that edge Mm -hmm. is she's being she literally gets chased into a house 
um, like you had said. And then she goes upstairs and she's trying to see if anybody's in the house. And then there's this body that's just been like torn apart. And it looks like, you know, there's a skull there that's all bloody looking and she screams. And I, that shot of that dead body, that's one that like, I always remember when I see this movie, like that's one, like I, I always have that image of that corpse in there. And yes. Yeah. Barbara throughout the rest of this movie is just, so shell-shocked like yeah and and i mean to me though it's you know there you can make the argument like oh that's like a lame character like barbara doesn't do anything or whatever but you know at the same time i because i try to always think about what would you do in these types or what would i do in these situations and you know you can you can kind of have a game plan of like oh i would do this i would do that but really once the chips are down and you're actually in that situation, you don't know what you're going to do. No. Yeah. If zombies were real, you know, it'd be like, everyone's like, Oh, if I survived, you know, I would do this. No, I mean, not every, I mean, most people are going to try to fight, but in the zombie situation, most people die and become zombies. But, um, but it's the same, it's the same situation where those it's like guys in the military, like they train to like go fight in war for, all the way up in boot camp and like they think they're ready but then once like they're actually in the heat of battle it's like they totally freeze yeah it's a whole different thing it's a whole different feeling and yeah no i think barbara's character is needed i think it kind of displays like the trauma in this situation that's what i like about this movie this movie um very anti what i would think a hollywood setup would be it's more a negative movie it's a very negative movie it does not have a positive outlook on like anything it's really depressing and i like that you know you have hopes you have wishes for these characters but it ultimately is just like a downer the whole time oh yeah definitely because i mean there's it doesn't ever get better for these characters it just everything just gets progressively worse as the movie goes on and barbara she's by herself for a little bit but then we get our main protagonist of the movie the hero of the story and that is uh, ben which is a uh, a black gentleman and i only make that specification because it's one of the first movies where they actually had like a main uh, black character as like a as a hero protagonist yeah and it didn't bring it doesn't bring up race at all because they had movies no. like that but it was always about race uh night of the living dead doesn't even bring up that he's black once um and well and i mean they always credit that to they just hired him because he was the best actor and they didn't change the script at all for him so well no i i I read something different is that uh the character of ben was original well they they more based the character of ben on like his personality like uh, well yeah no i i read that like well it wasn't him i think it was Dwayne himself the actor went through and changed it himself to make him less um because i guess he's supposed to be a trucker and kind of mean um but toned it down but they didn't change the script to add anything that he's black yeah and that's the that's like what you said it's more the character himself is more like the uh is more like the actor himself so it's uh because uh dwayne jones he's uh an educated man he would he would teach college courses all the time so very uh very educated person very pragmatic type of thinker which i always like that i, I really like the ben character a lot because yeah. 
I mean, right when he is like in the middle of all this like chaos going on in the like out in the outside world, he like he runs into the house and he immediately just like springs into action and like yeah. Barbara's just kind of like just standing there like oh like totally frozen. He's like, we gotta we gotta do this. Come on, we gotta board yeah. up the windows and like yeah, and I think he's a great character but there is that one questionable scene where she's like freaking out and he just like punches her in the face and i mean it's to calm her down because she's freaking out you see that a lot in these older movies but (laughs) his punch looks like a like dexter no i was about to say like it's not like an open fist slap he like full-on like closed fist like punches her right in the face (laughs) and it's like oh okay like mm-hmm. totally just and like knocks her out cold and uh and then yeah. later through the rest of the movie she just has this like huge mark on her face like her whole cheek is swollen and yeah. it's like and i for southern audiences if you saw this like in the south or you like i don't know just something of this black dude like punching a white woman i'm sure people were very unhappy about this scene um very uh i I guess different for the time um i wonder what the reaction was like in the like south for this movie um because probably not great yeah probably not great hey it still made a lot of money so yeah but uh no i mean it's like that so like the actor Dwayne jones uh he has there's an interview because apparently he was he didn't really give a whole lot of interviews ever and he never really talked about this one he did a couple of acting roles uh, outside of this movie but very rarely did he acknowledge that he was in in these movies and mm-hmm. he's just they just said like he was just a real private type of guy he never really wanted to put himself out there like that and you know he wanted to you know make sure you know hey you know that was just a movie that was just a role that i did but he did say though that he um appreciated a lot of the uh acclaim that he got and everything you know so he he didn't hate any of these movies uh but i just he's one of those that i think he just doesn't uh he doesn't adore these movies like some actors like when they do them where they uh, mm-hmm. they're like oh you know I love that movie it may give me my start or whatever he kind of has that Harrison Ford type of thing where it's like it was just a job I did it you know if you liked me great yeah exactly I, I did my role kind of deal and hey he does it he does it well um, one of the biggest surprises I felt like I knew this movie because I, I you know it, it's one of those movies that you hear about or see clips from I I was wondering where the other characters come into play. I didn't realize that they were in the basement the whole time of this house that they're like boarding up and running around. And then they, there's a, there's a, a man, a woman, their child. And then, uh, and then like a young couple in the basement and they were too scared to come up, but they eventually, this is where the movie really like, it it starts to get really like a tense, not because of the zombies, but because these human characters are bickering with each other the whole time. Yeah, and I think that started to get done a lot differently in other movies where, like in zombie movies, it was like the zombies weren't the real bad guys. It was like the people you had to deal with besides <laughs> yeah. the zombies, which is kind of like that Walking Dead approach or whatever. But yeah, yeah. Um, it's uh, it, 
you don't really realize though that what the extent that these people are going to go to like because you know you you kind of had these preconceived notions I, I would guess like in that time frame like oh they're going to band together and they're going to fight this together but you know the due to circumstances later in the movie like they uh ben ends up murdering one of them and that's just yeah. for self-preservation more than anything not to uh not because he hates the guy or whatever, but mm-hmm. um, like the guy, uh, the, the main bad antagonist character, his name is Harry. Yeah. And he's all about like keeping his family safe, his wife and his daughter safe, but um, to like the, their own detriment too. Like he's willing to sacrifice his relationship with everybody else to yeah. keep them safe despite, and he's willing to sacrifice their safety too, because they say, you know, Ben is kind of like up the mind that, hey, you know, we need to stay upstairs. All the food and stuff is up here. And if we can see where the zombies are coming from, we have a much better chance of surviving. And then Harry, on the other hand, is like, no, we need to stay down in the cellar because if we lock the door, then they can't get in at all. Yeah. And uh, but then like, you know, the arguments like, oh, there's only one entry. If they get in, we're, we're, we're screwed. Um but I think what's funny about this is, of course, you root for Dwayne here because he's very, very vocal about wanting to be in the cellar. It's almost like very attacking in a way, like my way or it's nothing. And uh, but it, he almost ends up being right in the end, because at the end of the movie, I mean, this is skipping ahead of that main character, Ben That's where he hides out. He ends up hiding out in the basement. It's like, oh, wow, he the the main antagonist was correct the whole time of what they should have done yeah happens sometimes agnes antagonist was right all along yeah yeah um once again another negative outlook throughout this movie um but yeah they have a daughter this is the start of that trope of oh we we have someone who's bit by a zombie but we don't really want to do anything about it we'll just keep them downstairs but they also didn't know they didn't know that she was going to turn into a zombie so no yeah they didn't know um they they because they they eventually get the tv working in the house and they're able to watch some of the news broadcasts and they do say that at one point they're like people were people that were dead were coming alive or anybody that had been bitten were turning into zombies but they didn't really know the extent and um what i really like though is that we don't really know any of these characters histories but their personalities are so different from each other that we can kind of figure out what they're all about like Mm -hmm. you know you can kind of figure out like harry is really stubborn and he doesn't really ever want to be wrong like like i said like ben is kind of like this no nonsense very pragmatic like you know i like thinking everything really logically um harry's wife is uh what I, what I like about them, they they bring it up in the uh, one of the documentaries that I watched is that you can just tell like how worn out she is by Harry's personality. She's just like, mm-hmm. he's like, don't they know we're trying to stay, you know, like Harry's like, don't they know? I know I'm trying to keep everyone safe. And she's like, and right. And like, like, isn't that <laughs> the most important thing? And- yeah, they definitely have a very estranged relationship. Almost, It sounds like a couple on the verge of divorce. <laughs> which they might have been but yeah <laughs> and uh and then you got the two younger couple which is just kind of like this younger guy he's like kind of doesn't know which direction to go into because he's kind of decided if he should stay in the cellar or stay up in the house and then his 
his girlfriend doesn't really have a great <laughs> doesn't really have a well thought out personality but yeah if there was like one thing i could point out in this movie it's her her character is very like she's kind of the one that watches the kid like whenever they need the other characters out it's like oh you go downstairs yeah. watch the kid so she's not alone um pretty much yeah um uh, oh no i was just gonna say that and and she kind of ruins it for everybody a little bit because uh, <laughs> and i hate to say that but uh she uh they're they have a truck that's outside and there there's a gas pump because this is like on a farm but they do have a gas pump on the farm mm-hmm. and they're like well if we can just drive the car over to the gas pump and fill it up you know maybe we'll have a fighting chance yeah and um when ben it's so it's ben and the two, and the young couple that's there and you know at first they're able to start filling the car up with gas but then uh, Ben is like fighting the zombies off with a torch and he drops it and the car uh, catches on fire and <laughs> she's in the truck and she's like, oh, my jacket's caught on the car seat. And then her, her boyfriend re- leaps in there and then the truck explodes with both of them in it. But I don't know, but I mean, if I was in like a life or death situation, you couldn't keep any amount of clothes on me. Like I would no, with whatever. <laughs> exactly. If like my entire wardrobe was stuck in the seat, you know, I, I don't care. I don't have to hide myself. I'm surviving, you know? Um, but no, modesty was big in 68. Women always had to wear a jacket. So um, I'm just kidding, I guess, but, but that, <laughs> I, that, but that to me was like kind of like the one dumb moment where I'm like, come on, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it's big, right? Because like, I, it felt like maybe an easy way to to kill that character, uh, kill those characters to get it down, because that's what sucks. You get so excited because they get that truck out there, and they get it, like they get to the pump, they get the keys. It's like a whole ordeal. And they they orchestrate this whole thing just for it to just blow up right in their face and kill two people. Um, and the death of two people was not even necessary in the end. It was, uh, you know, like they get so close and it just like, poof, it's gone. Yeah, just yeah. like takes their one last ray of hope away because that was like the only way they would have been able to escape the house. Yeah, because that's kind of, they're not surrounded by like one or two zombies. It's like a horde of zombies are surrounding the place because I mean, they have the lights on and everything. Yeah, I really like those zombies because it's not like before. It's not like now where now you got to have like layers and layers of prosthetic like mm-hmm. makeup where they're like, oh, well, this one's missing a hand. This one's missing its jawbone or what, you know, it's now it's like you got to get real elaborate. Now it's just like, oh, there's some blood on this guy's forehead and yeah you know, it, it, varies. This guy, it just looks like a person this guy's jacket's a little dirty uh-huh. yeah. oh <laughs> this one eats an insect all right but they do do some gross stuff like there's like these and like these like intestine looking things and like raw meat that they're just they're yeah. eating that looks that one was pretty gross but yeah uh, I, I forget what they did to the intestines but i guess when they first filmed it Someone on set said it looked too lifeless, which is funny because they're pig intestines out of a dead animal. Um, but they like had to fill it up with stuff to make it look more real. Um, there's also nudity in this movie, super surprising for 68. I was surprised by that. Um, now, I mean, the zombies are cool. Like uh, the little girl in the basement, we already given her away, she becomes a zombie. 
one of the most iconic looks in this like that like always gets shown in pictures and stuff this is a little girl with like black eyes and she's eating her dad's arm and stabs stabs her mom and it's like it's interesting because zombies now you wouldn't think they would you know in most movies they aren't smart enough to pick up a trowel and stab somebody but she does it and then the mom scream effect is I don't understand why they did that with the where she's screaming and it echoes it echoes and they pitch it very high yeah like it's like it sounds like she's squealing Mm -hmm. and then um yeah, and then they just like repeat it over again, like and it echoes. It's uh then I mean, you know, I guess it's it was probably one of the most horrific things you could see, like a little girl murdering her mother, but yeah, yeah. And I mean it was an actual kid doing it. So I mean I, I understand it it's not that bothering to me. It's just kind of an interesting choice in a movie that doesn't really have anything like that. No, um, I thought the same thing. I was like, okay, that was interesting, but <laughs> yeah. Um but no, I mean, that, that's when everything falls apart, pretty much. You know, th- once those two characters die, they start coming into the house. Um, you know, Dwayne there's trying to bar up the door and the dad doesn't really do anything. And so Dwayne, well, like, decks him, like, fights him too. Oh, well, no, like, beforehand, it was uh, uh, Ben was trying to run to the house after the gas pump exploded. Yeah. And... Uh, Harry locks the door and doesn't let Ben in and then Ben like has to barge his way in and that's where he just like full on punches him right in the face yeah and it makes it makes sense what a what an asshole he's just gonna kick him out like it makes no sense um I mean other than he just wanted the whole place to himself he wanted to hide in the in the cellar all by himself well, yeah, and then like, because Ben finds a gun and he's been using that throughout the movie. And Harry's like, if I just had that gun, if I just, you know, then I could start calling the shots. And mm-hmm. the towards the end of the movie, when like, um, when like hell really starts to break loose and like when the zombies are like right at the front door, uh, Ben drops the gun and then Harry just kind of leaps over like, that's my gun now. And and that's when Ben lunges at him, and Ben takes the gun and just <laughs> blasts him. Yeah, kills him. I guess he's just fed up at this point of dealing with this guy. Um, and I mean, at this point, every everybody's dead. Well, yeah, yeah. Barbara yeah. gets taken by Johnny. Johnny shows yeah. up again. One of the and... greatest moments is seeing that driver's glove pop in through the door, and you're like, oh that's johnny right there because he wore driving gloves and you know it's just the perfect sign of like yep he's back and of course barbara's like johnny and runs to it the scene done many times in zombie movies yeah (laughs) and like you said the little girl murders her family and uh (laughs) ben like when the little girl comes upstairs where ben is and ben just like throws her like up against the <laughs> up against the wall and uh-huh. and then runs down in the cellar and they there's some news broadcasts that are like they're getting together some local militia mm-hmm. and this is also like a really famous ending to a yeah. movie as well it's my favorite part i think this is like the best part is just this whole ending sequence because it's just it's it's dark it's very dark because uh you know he sees the militia shows up to the house and 
uh, Dwayne sees them and ever so slowly comes upstairs. It's very like slow, you know, they're slowly shooting zombies along the way and they're like, somebody's in the house. And so Dwayne there, I keep calling him Dwayne, sorry. The character's name is Ben, peeks through the window and the one of the militia dudes shoots him like he's a zombie. Our main character who is in the zombie just dies. He just gets killed at the end of the movie. It's just, it's so depressing. And then yeah. it ends in like newsreel photos, which I think is genius. There's something about it that's so shocking when it's shown just in like a slideshow of his dead body being moved around. It's, it's sad. It's very poignant for a movie where they really try to be like, oh no, we picked him because he's a good actor. We didn't make it about race. That ending really feels very strong yeah. for 68, kind of reminiscent of some things going on in the country. Yeah, it ends on a super dark tone and it doesn't, you know, it's just kind of like there's no happy ending in this movie at all. And it's, it works out so well because, I, you know, you figure, you know, that militia, they had seen like a bunch of different zombies and they're just like, just killing re real indiscriminately, just like, oh, well, like that thing's moving. That must be a zombie. Just shoot it. And, mm -hmm. you know, they end up killing a real person and that's, you know they've that's just how bad the world is at this point like they probably have seen a bunch of stuff already and as these movies come on uh go on because you know there are more there's dawn of the dead and day of the dead so mm -hmm. it this it ramps up the uh the uh, levels even more yeah it does you know it becomes even more and more desperate um and we'll have to cover those at some point but Night of the Living Dead, I, it's a great movie. If you're like me and you've missed out on it for this long, it, you, you check it out. It's a really just great movie. Yeah, it's uh, probably probably one of the best black and white horror movies ever. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, uh, and that was another cost-cutting way, too, is because they could have made it in color, but it was going to take too long and it was too expensive to shoot uh, in color back then. Mm -hmm. and uh i think I, it works out really well that they did think, that this way i think it was the right choice it looks great in black and white the shadows and everything i think it yeah no, nothing was yeah. lost yeah but uh definitely huge recommend uh horror buff uh even if you don't love horror even if you're just looking for something i mean because it you know the, the gore in this is very tame for today's standards I'll oh say. yeah oh yeah so it's it's very easy to watch if, if you're somebody that's a little squeamish i definitely say give it a shot yeah yeah no it, it's definitely like a good like light horror almost um but you want to be depressed uh, but who doesn't love to be depressed of course of course um but no yeah I think I think that about wraps it up. I'm sure there's more we could talk about with Night of the Living Dead, but I think they, that wraps it up. It's one of the most iconic movies ever made. So you, we could we could be here all day talking about it and its and its effect that it's had in the history of cinema. But yeah, we we could be we'd be here a lot longer. But Nathan, what are we going to be talking about next time? We're going to be talking about another James Bond movie. It's we're already on the third James Bond, and that's. Goldfinger. All the James Bond movies are now available on Prime, so you can check out Goldfinger on there. Sounds great. Can't wait. But if you would like to offer us any thoughts, opinions on the podcast, please email us over at driveindoublefuturepodcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at DIDFPod 
Again, check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash drive-in double feature podcast. But until next time. I'm so scared. I don't know if I can. Until next time. Thank you.